for gaming, get we're live. Oh, we're live. King I Arthur for game. sale. I'm addicted to it. Tactical combat. Uh, we're just started up. Welcome, everyone. Sorry, we're just talking about streaming off there. Yeah, we're starting. We're back, we're back uh, streaming on PC. We do a bit of yeah, uh, no, yeah, guys and stuff. So, Grok got involved. How are you all? Everyone well? Yeah, 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 going well. Going well. Thanks yourself. Oh, fuck, mate. Did I, you know me, I, if anyone can gather what my personality type is, I'm, I'm very much come at me. <laughs> so, when we won the 17 flag, God, did I give it back, mate. I, You know, for 25 years, yeah. I copied it in the ass. I gave it back to everyone in Sundry. Like everyone. Ten times over. So did I cop it last week and yeah, the yeah. fucking ramp up. And, mate, I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm in work. Everyone's got North. Fucking my boss put the North anthem on, the theme song. <laughs> throughout the, he's not even a North supporter. Throughout the whole fucking office block, right? Because I, I work for Alsco. We've got, like, a huge – mate, that was going on. We had – um, people giving it to me, and mate, I just kept on coming back with you know, when was the last time you won a flag? You went, fighting back, but fuck, it wasn't a good day. Jesus, Grok, how are you, mate? You going well? Yeah, I'm good. I, I was lucky, I had a 30th birthday Saturday night, which had an open bar, so I, I was lucky I managed to drink, drink the drink the blues drink away. So, stupid. yeah, very good. Yeah, what a yeah so I was lucky. Yeah, well, yeah. Too, like, eight in a row for me, eight in a row, which is yeah, great. <laughs> Tyke's uh, still the last team to beat them. Welcome to everyone tuning in as well. Much appreciated for our Monday night therapy session number two. Didn't think we'd be coming back for a second session just quietly. So we'll count this one as a buy one, get one free bit of a gift for you all. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, oh, here we go. Just real early from Pat yeah. Seal. Egg Pie 71. I agree. Free potato tonight. I'm waiting for him at Southern Cross State. <laughs> Called uh, potato last week. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll get into the game and why I still think they're potatoes. We just fucking are more potato. We're playing. And people, oh. people laughed at me for flagging this as a danger game. It had danger written all over it, and this was before Noble got sacked. As soon as I found out that, well, I didn't think Nick was going to play because of the PCL. Sort of, yeah, thought it was going to be a bit of a danger game, and then the coach thing on top of it. That's twice I've done it to us now. That's twice that they've sacked a coach and the next week come out and belted us. Like, I know they're down by a few points, but they it really, they touched us up, you know, all over the ground. Um, in a game we shouldn't have lost, it was, yeah, pretty disheartening. It, it's funny because I saw a little thing floating around on Twitter. The last time goal goes beat us by two points with a kick after the siren, North knocked us off by two points the week after. Yeah, and that was yeah. In 2014. Yeah, I think the last four games we've lost all of them combined is something like 15 points, something stupid yeah. like that. Well, the last three games is, yeah, including Geelong. Average, yeah, 3.75 yeah, points. Yeah, it's just, it's just look for me. Look, I'm pretty vocal. I think, um, if we're talking about the game. I'm in two minds, right? What I mean by that is I don't think the coaching's a fault at all. I think the coaching system that we have and what's being trained into the, the guys is getting us these leads. I reckon the coaching is um, – uh, but in saying that, what's leading us down, and this goes on the coaching group too, is this election. I, am, I, I got pillared on Twitter. I got pillared on Twitter two weeks ago when I cried out and said, stop picking these limited footballers. If we're, not, if we're in a transition year, which we are, and this is no disrespect to their past glories, Castagna and, and look, we've got Arts, who's no real past glory, but those ilk, we've seen their level. We know what they produced. They, they, they're good if you've got no one left to play and you just have to play them. But we've got quality kids in our system. Cumberland has shown what he can do. That's why I defended him last week. Fucking Sonzi, right? Sonzi, shown. He was clean. His decision-making down, his ability by hand and foot. Obviously, there was a few content. It was, a few, he, it was his first game. For a first gamer, it was A grade for me for a first gamer, particularly too when we were getting smashed in the centre like we were. Um, these are the type of players. I want Banks to get a go instead of Arts. I want Brown to get a go instead of Arts. If you've got to play him in a forward pocket, put a kid in. It's not like you're asking to play a... Um, in you know, as a full back or where you need that like for like. Um, so I, I think it cost us as well, not arts only. You know, there was we were down for a large chunk. It, it took us. Yeah, a, I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying you're doing this, but I've seen a lot of people potting arts. And while the mistake was there, yes, 
realistically, it should never, ever come down to the last 30 seconds of that game. We should have been on top of them from the start all the way throughout, and it wouldn't have been an issue. I I know he should have stopped. That's fair enough. But to pick him up as the whipping boy, I I don't think fair in this situation. I think the result shouldn't have have been in that position for that to happen. Yeah, it's just a lack of composure. That's all it was. And that's that's two weeks in a row now where he missed that open goal running in, you know, 20 out last week against Gold Coast. So I think it's just showing that he's, as as TIG71 said, it's just limited. His composure is now costing us in big moments. He didn't necessarily cost us the game, but that was a big moment. And he he just, yeah, it just failed. And it's becoming a bit of a theme with him now. Yeah, and just and, to, just to clarify too, for me, I, I talk about my comments are about the now. It's not what they did three years ago. Like for example, with George, if George gets back into the side and he's regained form and touch, beautiful. But he has it, and if anyone sits there to say that he has, he has it. His pressure acts at the bottom four of the club in the games that he's played. He um, he scores on goal. He, he's, he's, his aerial ability is not what people suggest it is, though. It's good for a small. Um, the reason why I'm hard on him is because there was Morris Rioli in the ranks. Now, he's shown what he, he obviously got dropped last week, um, but he showed what he could do in relation to pressure. We need to just get a point of difference in this forward line. And if our senior core group aren't performing, we need to give an opportunity for a kid while we're in transition. I need to say this again, while we're in a development year. Yeah, it's an interesting point because you look at disposal-wise, I mean, realistically, Maurice Rioli and Castagna and Arts probably aren't too much different in terms of the the actual disposal numbers, Um, but it's, yeah, what do the pressure acts look like? What do goal acts look like? What's perceived pressure look like? And that's what you have to kind of weigh up, I suppose. It's the quality of disposal too. Can I defend Nank for a second? I saw a comment about Nank. He's got a lot of damage for. He's playing with a damaged PCL, right? Shouldn't play. Don't play then. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. well, we've got we've got no one, right? The reality is we've got no one, right? And 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 Dim is very big on like I reckon he's saying, well, look, eighty percent nank or seventy percent nank is better than no nank, right? Um, so and yeah, he had he oh fuck mate, let's talk about it if we can segue into this. Umpire thirty one. I don't know if Nank smashed his car leading up to the game, but there was a ten minute period where he first false reported him. It wasn't a knee to the head when it wasn't even done. Then straight after that, he pulled out three or four straightaway free kicks in the centre. And they were just standard ruck contests. Free kick, free kick, free kick. Now, it didn't cost us the game. I'm not saying, you know, we'll umpire out of the game. But what I'm saying is mentally what that does to a player, well, hold on, I can't even go out and contest the ball. You know, and then what we did, I think the yeah. last five or ten minutes, we put Bolter in the ruck, we trained the ruck to get Nank out of there. That was deplorable. What were your thoughts? Did you guys see it? Yeah, I've I've noticed this with Nank throughout this year and it it annoys the hell out of me because when the umpire bounces the ball, it doesn't go straight up. Generally, a lot of the times that Nank gives the free kick away, the ball sways above Nank's head. So he, he has to stop and at that point, he's a sitting duck. He has to brace himself because the opposition's going to jump into him. They're penalising a bloke who's trying to protect himself. And this is where I think it's absolutely shit. Because if they're going to penalise a ruckman for standing their ground and brace for contact, they need to get rid of the bounce. Throw it up so it goes completely straight. Otherwise, a ruckman needs to genuinely be able to sort of plant, stand, block, and then try and and tap the ball. Otherwise, they're just going to start copying knees to the ribs and injuries when they're told to stand there and just do nothing. It's ridiculous. Just on that, Peter, I don't want people to get confused with no one's blaming the umps for the loss. I think we're allowed to to critique decisions that were blatantly stupid. Everywhere, it's very, very common knowledge that the only people who are at fault here are the Richmond footballers for not winning that game. Nothing else really matters. But it doesn't like there was a few free kicks that were paid against Snank. And you're like, hang on, well, what was that for? I think we're allowed to point that out. That's not blaming the the loss. That's just pointing out that it can have impacts on players' confidence what they think they can and can't do, and there's other repercussions. I think it's okay to discuss those because we're not using those excuses. Yeah, and that's why I sort of mean not blaming the umpire. They did not cost us the game. But look, on what you said, Grok, Nick is a block ruckman. What I mean by that is he's not a jumper, right? He's he's not Nick Nat. What he generally does is plants his feet. He knows he takes the jump away from the actual ruckman. That's what he does. 
it, it looked like to me, I, I'd love your opinion on it, but did it look it looked like to me, I don't know if there was a change of uh, instruction from HQ, but it looked like they were penalising that type of play. I didn't. I yep. watched a few other rounds to see if it was a overall rule thing, but that one umpire when he was in the centre, it looked like he. No, you can't. That's blocking. As soon as you yep. plant your feet, as long don't care if your eyes on the ball, you're blocking. You're blocking the jump. Sorry, not allowed. And that for me just um, that was deplorable. Again, this we're talking about a, a one a microcosm in a whole game here, but that really stuck yep. out in my mind. Yeah, the one thing that really stuck out with me, and I'd say more than arts, you know, that moment was our lack of leadership from our so-called leaders close in games, and it's happening time and time again. Like we saw Nank missing that 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 shot he probably should have taken. We saw Grimes getting absolutely towed up by Zerha, you know, gave away a dumb free kick as well. Cochin. That free kick, that goal that Zerha kicked to win them the game. Cochin saw Zerha running through the contest and just stood there, put a half-hearted little block on, but didn't go with him. And that's the thing. It's our on-field leaders. And then, of course, you got Jack kicking two goals, six. It's our on-field leaders time and time again that are that are, you know, failing. And it doesn't help that our, our younger players who have had amazing seasons in Baker, in Bolton, in Short in Rioli, all had pro- besides Short, all had probably their worst games for the season. Yeah, Pickett, another Pickett, another one who's had a ripping season who had a very disappointing game. Like it's these play the last these five players that we've relied on over the last two and a half three months, where it's the older players who are skating by without criticism, and I don't think that's fair. It's our senior leaders right now who are failing. Oh. Look, yeah, we had across the board, everyone, um, a bad game across all of them. Keep in mind, Cotchin just come back from, he was probably cooked. I saw that in the last quarter. I reckon he was cooked. Um, but again, I'll naturally look on, I look at the body of work Cotchin's given. Uh, if we're going to defend Castagna as some sort of glory hero, let's do the same thing for our captain, you know, our ex-captain. Um, he, I reckon he was just cooked. For me, leading into this, all right, let's, the elephant in the room was our inaccuracy. It was 33 to 22 scoring shots. That, that's only Richmond could do that to themselves, right? And, and Hardwick said it perfectly in the in the press conference. Very short press conference, but he said it perfectly. The side we put out there is a capable side. It's, it's a lot better than the one it's performing. But it's Richmond beating Richmond at the moment. And I think that's a fair assessment. I don't think North took the game away from us. When you've got 33 shots on goal... To 22 shots, you got 68 50s to what 30 something, 40 something. That's a domination, right? That's generally a regulation six, seven goal win, particularly in a park like Metricon. Um, we just had one out of the box. So I, I saw an interesting tweet. Um, Taylor, this credit goes to you. Um, it showed the um, actually, I'll, I'll correctly quite it won't take me long, but it actually what it is, it's a table of. Um, I don't really don't buy into these things too much, but it's worth noting. It's called the um, expected score ladder, right? You know, they all go on about it, you know, it's what yeah. a lot of betting agencies. Richmond, for all games play, Richmond's actually second on the ladder. So if we, <laughs> believe it or not, it's Geelong, Richmond, Melbourne, Collingwood is the top four, right? Um, our points four is literally... 200 points higher than any other side. That includes Melbourne at 16-15, right? So that shows this offensive movement that Teague obviously brought in is having an effect. My real concern out of all the top four, all the top eight, um, we can see the most points, even on that, you know, predictive ladder. So for me, it's all about midfield and defence for me. Our, we went into this season and my biggest worry was our midfield. Uh, we're a pressure injury away from being absolutely decimated. Now, people are going at Grimes, going at at, um, at Grimes as, oh, well, Delito. Yes, he's made some crucial mistakes that are probably highlighted because everyone's dropped off in that back line. But they've dropped off because they're, made, they're getting crucified with the amount of low pressure on the, in the midfield. Yeah, Jack Graham working his fucking ass off. One of his best games. Everyone else was not performing, was not – Presley was still down. I don't know if he's still going. It was just the second week in a row from his standards. 
And the ball's just getting pumped in, pumped in, pumped in, pumped in. But very hard to defend and for them <coughs> to hold what they're holding. They're performing admirably. Vlossen's first game back after a report, it took him a while to work into it. And I don't think he clicked all of it. So our major problem for me is I don't look at this year and go, it's a write-off. I look at this year and go, you know what, if we somehow address this midfield quickly, um, I reckon we can fix a lot of this because 90% of our game is sound. 90% of our game is sound. Um, it's all here. It's the discipline acts. It's the Which is annoying because the mental yeah. part of the game was something we were so strong at for, you know, the last three Where's or four Emma? years. And Where is Emma? Is she still at the club? What the fuck is going on? You know, it's up with the basic 50s. We've conceded 37 50s for the year. Yeah, it's getting a bit out of control. But, look, we're still, we're still somehow in the eight, Rock, and that's I, I don't yeah. know how we're still in the eight, yeah. but we're there. Well, we'll take a look at some of the younger kids quickly because yeah. despite how shit the overall outcome was, there were definitely some uh, minor highlights and wins for us. Uh, Noah Cumberland, Grock, I thought he had another good game. Three got four behinds, a bit disappointing, but three goals was good. And uh, despite the end outcome of that play at the end, with Arts uh, not finishing it, but Cumberland taking that mark and the urgency he showed, he wanted to win that game. He 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 knew what he had to do and pinpoint pass and. Look, I honestly won't be shocked if he doesn't play next week because he looked very sore. Like, I was sitting front row, and when he was walking around the fourth pocket, he was sort of limping and struggling. He was battling on, and I thought he did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. It's why I was um, I was so hyped to get him into the side because he's, he's, a, he's a match winner. He is a genuine match winner. He's proven it at VFL level time and time and time and time again. Yes, he's been a little inaccurate. I, I do think that maybe just some some mental pressure in that he's like I need to need to convert to to hold my place sort of thing. But the pleasing thing for me was his defensive efforts. He had four tackles. He was third for us over the course of the game behind Vloston and Graham or Pickett um, in terms of tackles. And there was one passage of play where he had four or five repeat efforts on on a half forward flank, and it's. It's just like people criticising him, calling him lazy. But the thing is, he does it. It's just he's more of an offensive weapon. Um, but, yeah, just seeing him, he even went through the midfield. He had two clearances going through the midfield. And that, that kick to Sonzi, uh, to Arts in that last, you know, two minutes off half back just shows you the kind of player he is. That that dec- that fantastic overhead mark, contested mark. And then that 60-metre bomb to Arts that hit him lace out. He's, he's got a lot of weapons, that kid, and I think we're better <laughs> off pers- persisting with him. I liked him. I, I liked him a lot. And then, obviously, Tig's man, Sonzi. Tig's been calling for Sonzi to come in for the best part of two months now, and I know you sort of spoke about him at the start, but, you know, even just his first few kicks, he was in the right spots getting – they were clearing kicks, but then I, I'm actually – is he left-footed or right-footed? I'm not actually he's too sure. Feet. He's both because feet. he was running along the boundary line on his left side a few times and just looked really natural and comfortable, yeah. like what Baker does. Um, and that seems to be a bit of an art form that a lot of juniors are forgetting to do when they're coming through is to use both sides of their body. And I, I thought Sonzi fitted in quite well. And the the dis- exposure he's gotten is good. And I think it, it's very early call because it's one game. But it feels like he's the kind of kid who's going to grow and develop at a quicker rate playing at AFL level against the better players than he is at the VFL level. Yeah, I think the reason, in fairness, even though we've played him really, really late, I think because his body was different from when um, seeing him than when he was when he first came to the club. He, he, they've obviously slimmed him right down, got rid of a lot of that that excess weight that he was carrying um, because of his injury history coming to the club, which was sound management of him. Yeah, but he's, he's an extract, he's an inside-outside mid, which are rare. Some excel inside and struggle outside. And what makes, he's like a really taller version of Prestia. That's what I see him developing into. Um, pressure is good on the inside, but also good on the outside. Uh, Sonzi has that as, as a weapon, but what's his feature is his kicking um, in congestion, and he showed that. You know, he was getting immense pressure on, but could still get a penetrating kick out of space. More often than not, either to advantage or clearing the line to give us time and pause to breathe. Um, some of his quick hands, uh, there was a there was a point. I would love to say there was a goal shot, but it was a shot on goal that led from 
him getting a contested possession and quickly him releasing the ball out within a second into a play who did the running running kick at goal and obviously scored a point. He didn't uh, panic. He was good. Yeah, he didn't panic. He kept his head. He wasn't overawed, but look, he's playing north, but he wasn't overawed by the occasion as well. So now we've got to play him all year as his body allows. I've been worried that we're playing Gibkus way too much because um, he's a young body, but you know we've got to give the same type of. I mean, you've got there's four kids. People, I don't watch. I watch a fair bit of juniors, but I've a lot of uh, a, few, a couple of my contacts actually watch them as part of their job. We've got some, we've got the top twenty picks of last year's draft. You know, obviously we didn't get them all in the top twenty, but they've been rated as high as top twenty in Banks, Brown, Gibkus, and Sonzi during the years that they've got as high as that before they were picked. We need to play the four. Why? Uh, we've got – we need to start playing our senior players that are ageing in spurts only. Mm. Right? Yeah. If it means we drop tumble down a ladder a little bit, so be it. But we need to start throwing games into these kids while we've got the leaders there to educate. At the moment, going back to lack of leadership, what we're doing really poorly – was this is said to me by a coach of another club um, – we're getting our leaders, our older players, to play way too many minutes. That's what's happening. They're exhausted, right? I challenge anyone that's you're, you're fair and fatigued. How good your leadership's going to be when you're completely just absolutely knackered, but you have to stay out on the ground. And that's and teams know it. Um, you know, once that's why we hold we dominate sides for two two and a half quarters, and then that's it. The gas goes out. The other thing too that was pointed out to me, which is real true, and I'm not excusing the club here. I'm just defending. I'm just stating a fact. We've had a, about 12 to 14 players that have played in the last three years, but more than a five-year period that have played all games together. Now, obviously, they're starting to age, and some of those numbers have dropped off because of injury and the like. Those coming in haven't had that consistency of game time. You had the COVID. You had you know in and out of the side, all that sort of stuff. All the young and inexperienced, uh, like Miller's Howlers. You know, a couple of howlers, but that's not on Miller only. He's going to learn from those. I'll cop that from Miller. I was really disappointed. People say, don't play Miller again, blah, 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 as a kid. But really, where was Broad? Where was Vloston? Where was where was, uh, where was was Grimes getting around him saying, hey, you know, this and this and this and this? Maybe it happened after the game. But the reason I don't see it on the field, I seriously think, because they're freaking exhausted. Because they're, they're going to play four minutes, else we get scored against. This this is the thing. I, I do think they're exhausted because no one's mentioned it yet, but we played one man down that whole quarter. Yeah. Kipkis didn't play at all that the last quarter. And, of course, Arts came on just just before the end of the third quarter. So we were playing a man down in that last quarter and North ran over the top of us. So, it, again, it's it's that. But with Sonzi, he's he's came out. Obviously, he's, he's he was a massive Richmond supporter. He's came out and said he modelled his game on early Koch when yeah. Koch first started as that as that mid. And I do see the similarities with the way that he disposes of the ball and his his sort of running style. He's very much like a Koch, you know, back 2011, 2012. Um, but, yeah, Miller's goal, absolute ripper. Like, and the, the timing of that as well. It was mm. it was Baker and Miller that really nailed those goals that we needed yeah. when we when we needed them. If they yeah. if they didn't nail those, if they had to miss those two, I, I don't think we get to within two points or even take the lead. They um we definitely missed some absolute sitters though as well along the journey, which didn't help. Um the other player I want to give a shout out to again is Robbie Tarrant. I thought he had another really, really good game. Uh kept um Larky, I think goals, I don't think he scored one. So after on the back of a big performance, but he you could tell that Tarrant had a point to prove with the way he played that game against his old side. Uh, and I thought he was one of the, the few that could hold his head up high with his defensive efforts. Um, I, I thought he got a timely fist in, in in pretty much every contest he was involved in. Yeah. Look, I felt bad for him too, because like reinforcing one of the posters' points here, it's not like we played this game against North and they just smashed us off the park, right? We had a – they were on top of us, well on top of us in that when they got up to 30, 32 points. But back off our turn. See, when you're scoring points, you're giving the ball back to the opposition. And then you do that at Marvel, you get you get crucified. So part of that, it wasn't them just generally dominating. But um, And, you know, then we absolutely went into turbo mode but ran out of steam. But um, 
But with Tarrant, he would have been seeing this on the ground. He's keeping his area effective. My only knock, and it's been my consistent knock with Tarrant, but look, I give him a lot of slack for it because he's at a new club. But he he's such an experienced defender. He, But he's a one-on-one defender, if that makes any sense. It's only his man. He really rarely affects those around him. He's showed glimpses of it again where he will do that big spoil, go off his man and do that big spoil. In my mind, he doesn't do that enough. And we needed that when um, on the on against Metricon, and he didn't offer it as much as he did. Gold Coast he was perfect. He was doing that a fair bit. So maybe is that because he's I don't know he's getting tired too. But I'm Ratburger's guy. Look, he's been great for us, but I don't know what the fuck's happened the last three years. Do not know what's happened. We've gone from the best medical team in the AFL and the conditioning aspect, keeping our players up, putting loads in them, to now. Hamstring, 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 hamstring. It is. I'm just wrapped. The club's identified it, right? That's what I'm. What I'm hoping. I'm wrapped. The club's identified it. But look, guys, if we somehow get into get into the, this is what my point is. I reckon there's fixable issues we've got. I reckon if we somehow fix the midfield leakage that we've got, you know, lack of pressure. If we, can, if we can get a lift in that area, I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's, you know, full-time premiership coach. Sorry, three-time premiership coach. Finals is a new season. It doesn't matter where you finish, first or eighth. Um, Bulldogs proved that. Um, you know, who knows? There's always hope, but fuck, it hurt yesterday. Yeah. One one thing that I want to raise with you guys is, do you think Dimmer's comments about us not liking Marvel has come back to bite us in the arts. No, I, I mean, I think that's some. I think, I think honestly, like since he said that, we haven't won a game at Marvel. Oh, no, Grok, I respect you, man. And I'm not taking you know and, which way I'm coming. But, that's no, what I'm no, but what, what I'm saying is, do you, I, I personally think that that's something that the opposition will feed on. They don't like playing here. This is our turf. Yeah, yeah, maybe no, not no, about players, players, but the I, other team. Yeah, okay. No, yeah, I, I think I think that that plays with. I think that's got something that opposition. They find it a level because they yeah. they think we're a bit. Yeah, uh, a bit, bit, yeah. You seriously think you two? Do you seriously think North Melbourne players would go in there and go? You know what? We're a fucking chance here. Richmond hate Marvel. Do you seriously think that's what they were thinking going into the game? If, if you're trying yeah. to find an extra one or two percent, why wouldn't you? No, if, why, that, if that well, was your mentality. Yeah, my belief is my belief is that our game plan was built for the G, right? That's what our game plan was built for the G. So Hardwick's looked at Marvel and going, okay, that ground, which is a little bit smaller, we're going to play majority of the games at the G, and if we do travel, it's going to be MCG size grounds, which is the Gabba um, and and uh, Optus Oval. So yeah, if it means we lose half of our games at, um, at Marvel, fuck it. Let's concentrate on these sides. This is how our method of ball movement, method of play, method of defence and the like, and we'll just do small alterations. I reckon that's more it that will dictate our record than play, the, our players going in, oh, shit, we hate Marvel, fuck it. Oh, let's just go half assed um, We are vulnerable, always have been, even our premiership years, to fast attacking sides that can actually – fast attacking sides that go deep. We always have been. In our prime, we could we could feast on their turnovers, <coughs> but we hated shootouts. That's what we saw again on the weekend. They just were accurate, 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 accurate. They would not fucking miss. And we kicked points. You can't win a game with 22 points. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I just I just I just seriously think our game plan is built for MCG, not just great anywhere, anytime. It shouldn't, yeah. It shouldn't matter. Like at Marvel, no win conditions. There's no excuse for kicking yes. that many inaccurate points. Some of them were just regulation, run of the mill goals. But to answer your question, Dario, we haven't really forgotten Bolter. But why is he being played for? I think because there wasn't really an evident matchup for him down back, and we probably needed to try and stretch them ourselves. So, I think playing him forward in this particular contest made sense because Tarrant had uh, Larky, and then. You know, Brody had Zeeble, uh, Grimes, Zerha. Um, maybe they could have switched him down there when things weren't going our way, but we also have to try and be mindful. We had to score ourselves. And I think, I don't know whether Jack's just been a little bit more immobile lately, but it's been easier for teams to kind of shut him out. So I, I think having 
a very mobile forward like Bolter or Gibkiss when he was down there early on was going to be helpful. Yeah, yeah to Gibb- be fair, though, Jack is copping a lot off the ball. The amount of holds, there was one oh, latent yeah. one in the game, and we saw it against Geelong with um, De Koning as well, like coming down with Jack in a headlock and not, nothing getting paid. I think Jack's getting a bit of a raw deal from, from the umps, and it's one of those ones where I sort of see why because of how often, let's be honest, he does sook when he yeah. doesn't get a free kick. He hasn't done anything to endear himself. He's sort of in that Toby Green situation now where I don't want to say there's like an agenda against it, but it's almost, and you can throw Ginovan in there now as well. There's almost like that perception that he's done something to aggravate the umps or is seen as a sook or or a stage or a dive or whatever the situation may be, and now the umps aren't rewarding it. And I think that's unfair on Jack. But the thing is, though, he's he's getting infringed. And if he gets the free kicks that our defenders give away, because our defenders get pinged for every little thing. I mean, there was one where we got um, a free kick for... Jack gave away a free kick for Shepard on the goal line a few weeks ago. That's the first one that was paid this year and hasn't been paid since, like, so these little little things, the 50-50s in the in the the decisions that our forwards don't get compared to what our defenders give away, that, that's that's a bit of an issue. One thing for me is they didn't shut Jake out either because he, he had two, he had eight scoring shots on goal. That's yeah. a feast, Brady. It just was see, we just had a bad, bad game. We had too many down at the same time. It happens, it happened to happen against North. I reckon, yeah, maybe because North is 18th, we are susceptible to that 18th on the ladder versus eighth. We should win this. And when we woke up, we showed what we could do. But we were, by that stage, the inaccuracy rot had set in. And it was just a perpetual false prophecy. We just got to hope next week we kick a few goals early, you know, a few shots. If we kick three points before scoring a goal, my God. But the biggest problem, I think, I love what the um, uh, the audience thinks too, but for me that's making me want to drive my car off a fucking bridge, Right is our tackling is probably the most putrid of any AFL side, any competitive side I've ever seen. Now, we were never like this, right? And I don't know if we're in court in – this is – I'm mentioning it because we talked about the umpires. I don't know if we've gone, okay, um, we're infringing way too much. Change our tackle technique. And we've done it mid-season to the players that are now not doing their natural form of tackling and going another way – and they're going into wide or going or missing the guy altogether where we used to beeline the body, often give a free kick if they do, but now they're going off to the side and going one arm to try to hug him in. It's a fucking mess. It is an absolute yeah. mess. If you get kids streaming past you, and that happened about eight or nine times where they break or tackle and just continue going, that's alarm bells to me. Yeah, and I think that factors into the way we defended because we fell into the trap again on the weekend of what we did last year where we sucked too many up to the contest with the ball carrier. And I think that's that's a, a lack of belief in our tackle technique now because we're getting two or three players come up to the ball carrier to try and pressure and tackle, leaving an outlet handball over the top and now two or three of their the opposition players in space. And it happened time and time again against the Kangaroos where they'd flick that... 10-metre handball out at the back of the pack or to the side of the pack, and they were out in space. And I think, again, just poor tackle technique solves that issue. Yeah. It's crazy because we used to go to the body. We used to always yeah. do it, and yeah. we were quite effective at it. We'd go to the body to neutralise the contest, even if they got a bad ball out. We had another reinforcement coming in at the end. So even though we're outnumbered, we would then push the ball forward. We've stopped doing it because... They're just running it out way too easily. Yeah. And the player who's trying to do the tackle is now out of it because he's either gone too wide and fallen over or tried to tackle him with one arm and he spun himself around and has fallen over. Um, I hope I hope this is a game. You know, sometimes you do get the watershed moment games. I thought Gold Coast hopefully would have been it. <laughs> well, I hope it's this one when they do that review today. That review would I'd have loved to have been a fly on the wall because there were so many yeah. good things we did. But so many glaring, poor discipline, poor discipline in relation to the um, application to the contest that we've not displayed for a long, long time. And we did it against North. We're still by some miracle in the eight. Hopefully we can address it now. 
Yeah, yeah. exactly right. And Glenn, and, I was going to raise this one as well, mate. Yeah. Spot on. The, the pressure rating is just complete rubbish. And this might sound counterproductive, but I'm actually glad we didn't end up winning because it might have papered over a few cracks. Like it, it, sh- it might have masked how shit we actually played for bulk of that game. Yeah, um, they they do need a bit of a wake up call, and they do need to address quite a few things because what they put out was unacceptable. And yeah, we're still in the eight, and that, that's a good thing. But we have to play a hell of a lot better than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and pre- pressure rating there is something that we can fix. It's something that we can fix because it just shows that we're not either going in hard enough or we're not, you know, doing the defensive structure things that we normally do. But there was there was one thing that I saw during the game that that just showed the mindset was early <laughs> in the game when when we sort of had that three four, three goals four goals in a row against North to start the game we were hitting up the leading targets inside fifty well we were lowering our eyes and hitting up that kick you know to the forty meter inside the corridor with Graham and things like that taking marks towards the end of the day as someone mentioned earlier it was long three on one to to Jack. And it's just that shift in just get the ball long. It's just panic and dumb football. I think you know, as if North Melbourne they flooded back, like yes, there was is. they they had set they would have had seventeen players in our defensive fifty. But if they're blocking that space deep, there's going to be space up leading forward to the fifty. And I think we sort of adapted that in the last quarter where we're hitting those marks and taking the shots from the fifty meter arc. We started hitting up that. That play, that free play on the fifty meter line there, but it was just, I think it took, it was sixty minutes too late that shift, just yeah. dumb football. It was the same as Gold Coast last week, just long three on one to Jack, and that that's how it went for for three quarters. It's just dumb football. It doesn't work. So, I think that that's certainly, I think something that Dimmer does need to address is if it's not working, we need to switch. But it's also on the players to realize that on, at, at a game sense, well. This isn't working. What can I do with the ball to try and do something? Yeah, the thing is with that, um, Gold Coast did it against us. They flooded. Like a lot of their games, they had yeah. a full. So obviously the North is copying that. The thing what I can't understand is we've got a method of play. It's generally to combat the flood. It's the reason why teams don't flood normally now. Uh, they do it in fits and spurts if they have to, to stem bleeding. And it's normally if you're getting scored against, not like our common North were doing it. They were doing it every... It exhausts one to do it, but two, if we just have to share the ball around the arse, just keep on passing it, getting them to move and shift, then kick that deep penetrating kick in the in the goal square. Maybe someone will infringe and a goal will come from that. But hope that they kick the ball out and we just have the wall set up and it just stays in there, it just stays in there, stays in there, and you end up scoring. Um, we didn't do that. We were trying to do this fucking laser park, fucking two ten meters. Fucking, we're not that type of style, so. I don't know how much how much is we didn't improve our coaching department in my mind. Yeah, we got Teague in, which I'm still yeah. There's there's good and and I think bad in that, but more good than bad. But outside of that, you know, my worry is is that we visited a cap that we've had. We've not we've not really replaced truck. We're losing Leper and McRae at the same time. Hurt. That really yeah, hurt. Yeah, Teague's not the factor of it. Leper and McRae. So we're we're obviously going hunting again. The cap's gone up by what is it, six hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. Benny, Benny and Peggy, I know our favourite listeners to the show, um, mate. Play over the cap. Get two quality coaches. In, it's showing at the moment. I think we've all got one voice. They've heard McQuault and they've heard the, the two other co- um, coaches we have had over and over and over again. Plus, Dima, we need to get that extra energy back into the into the club. Yeah, and Peter Burge gone now as well. At the yeah, end of the which season. is great. Which I yeah. think is a positive. That's which is I think is a positive. I reckon he got creative, creative in the off season because uh, he's been with us for so long. But um, it's backfired awfully. I mean, yeah, I see comments here from Warren and and Glenn about Teague. Yeah, Teague has been a positive. You have a look at our scoring. We're now the second or third highest scoring team in the league. It's our defensive structures and and our inability to to do the defensive transitions that we were known for that are failing us. It's nothing to do with the forward line. It's the midfield mainly. Damien, I've heard actually that. I've heard that, Grig. We've gone hammer it. I heard Chris Newman, Grig, and a few others. Hopefully one of those will come around. We need need a young, zestful, 
Richmond type man to come in. Um, doesn't have to be from mm. the next player, but yeah, most definitely we do. Sorry, Grok, for cutting you off. I just yeah, that, that's all. Right. Yeah. yeah, but all right. Uh, before we get on to the Freo game, oh, I do just want to say if the gentleman who was at the ground uh, watches this show who you thought it was necessary to abuse a Richmond female staffer who was walking the boundary after the game while dragging his four-year-old son in tow, please ring up and cancel your membership tomorrow. Uh, folks, whoever's at the game, you know, the, while the loss is disappointing, it's it shit, you know, it is what it is. There is zero need to hang over the fence and abuse players, coaches, let alone yeah. staffers who have zero influence on the outcome of the game. It's just an embarrassment for all other Richmond supporters. Uh, we're better than that. And I encourage anyone, if you see that kind of behaviour, please call it out. Don't don't let people get away with doing things like that because it sets a bad example for all the other kids who are there as well. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing to see that. And, you know, end of, the day, end of the day, it's just a game, right? I know it hurts when you lose and it's frustrating, but zero need to do that. Um, yeah, not good. So if you're watching, hand your membership in. Don't want you. Yeah, yeah great. Especially, yeah. To, especially to someone that has had no influence on the result and is... Yeah. Most likely a volunteer at the club giving up their own time. Like, just ridiculous. Some people, he's an ankle, absolute ankle. Yeah, crazy shit, crazy shit. All right. Actually, before we do the Frio one, the VFL, I think we ended up getting over the line. I didn't see yeah, a lot yeah. of it because I was in and out doing stuff. But the, the bits I did see that made, that sort of made my uh, ears prick up was Biggie in the ruck. I know because we didn't have much choice because Samson Ryan was obviously uh, waiting to see what happened with Nank. But uh, Biggie's ruck work was, I actually quite liked it. I thought he did quite well from the, the parts I saw. Did you guys watch it? Yeah, I saw, I've seen highlights of it. To be honest with you, Biggie, he's got that height, he's got that mobility. Uh, he's raw. Look, I like that. He's got a bit of a tank too. So, look, for us, we haven't got, and I'm firmly, I, I love Nank. He's one of my, I was saying, why don't make him captain in the beginning, beginning of the year, in the off season? I put his name up if you recall. Um, so I rate him really, really highly, but we don't have a high-quality ruckman. So let's embrace what we have. We've got a warrior in the ruck. Let's get fucking someone that can jump, run. He might lose a tap, but he can run like a gazelle and do freaky things around the ground. Albans are smart enough to read the tap, right? They've been. We've always got dominated in tap outs. I don't think we've. We only win one rarely, if any. So I'd love that experiment to continue. I'm again with the Ryan Camp that. <clears throat> the only thing Ryan's got over Biggie is his height. That's dead set for me. From what the small things that I saw from Biggie, give it a go. We've got nothing to lose. But get Banks and Brown and Clark in the team. Get them in the side, please. Hardwick, get them in the side. That's – I'll stop harping on about that. They've got to get them all in the side. Did you catch any of the VFL group? Uh, I didn't actually. No, I I ended up being busy getting ready for the for the. Um, you got to see Banks' goal. You got to see Banks' goal. I, I've Just, heard I've heard it was a ripper, but yeah. now I was, I was busy getting everything ready for the for the party. So yeah, I yeah. Just, you got to see Banks' yeah. goal. See, we've got an opportunity here. With I reckon Jack should go around again. He's still getting shots on goal, right? And his experience and leadership, the way he teaches on the forward line. But let's let's embrace. Let's embrace, you know how Hardwick says embracing imperfections. Let's embrace our age gap that we've got. We've got elite 24 and unders. Let's fucking fill the team up with them, you know, with smattering of experience. You know, we've got Grimes, an experienced um, uh, experience footballer. We've got broad experience. Let's start filling that up. Let's start filling up the midfield while we've got Prestia basically in his prime if he stays healthy. We're smattering and we've got Jack Graham who's having a great year. Completely underrated, G. Um, started off slow because he had no preseason, but now he's showing what he's got. You know, we've got Baker in there. And no, and guys, Baker's not going anywhere. I got flooded from texts from Bert yeah. Tiger Saul, um, Butthurt Tiger Sporters, which I'm one of those. Oh, he's fucking going now. He's not going. I've had that confirmed 100%. He's not leaving. Bolton 100% he's not leaving. You can put those. We've got a lot of worries. Those two you don't have to worry about. All right, we'll take a look at the Frio games. The Frio, oh, they went down we, to the Swans. Do we want to do votes for the... Oh, does anyone deserve... Okay, go on, go on. Yeah, who, who was your 3-2-1? Uh, 
Uh, three for me was probably Graham. I think he was probably our best yeah. in terms of overall over the night. Two I'd probably give to Short as he was the only one who really generated anything off halfback. And one I'd probably go Cumberland. I think he was probably the other one because his pressure acts were outstanding. And he was the only one who generally looked like he'd he'd give a give a decent uh, go. I think Tarrant unlucky, Tarrant a little bit unlucky. Yeah, yeah, I've gone three. Yeah, yeah, I've gone three. Same three as Jake Graham. I thought his game was immense. Um, He yeah, he was everywhere for a period of game. He he had a really good game. Two for me. I went actually Cumberland. Um, I thought uh, what he showed. He started crashing into packs. That's what. We're seeing the worst of him as his confidence build, plus playing injured too. A lot of players can't do that. He can. He looked like a little turd for periods of that and still had effect. And one for me was a bit of a toss-up. But I did end up going, I did end up going, funny enough for me, um, was Tarrant. I just thought he kept his man, yeah, his man got injured, but other than that, anyone that he was on was closed off. You didn't have to worry, um, which was good. So, yeah, that's fine. What about you? Me? I would have agreed with yours, Tiggs and Graham, Cumberland, Tarrant. But, um, yeah. yeah, it was a tough one to give votes for outside, outside of those guys. Yeah, yeah, it was really down game. All right, on to Frio. We've got them this Friday night. Uh, I know we said it last week, but we really do need to see a bounce back um, after yeah. that. Effort. And I was shocked we didn't see it after the Gold Coast game. I would be even more shocked if we didn't see it after the performance against the Kangaroos. Um, there's just no other way around it. We have to come out and, um, and get our shit together. So Freo lost the weekend to Sydney, so they'll be out for a bit of redemption as well. And we, we really need to win this game to, to keep our season alive, essentially, because yeah. we've been blessed with some of the other results around us going our way for the last two or three weeks. Now we could have quite easily been 12th already um, and out of contention, but, you know... For whatever reason, things have gone our way. We're still in the eight, and we can need to win this game to uh, to keep our spot here, Grok. What's the plan? How, how do we turn around what we witnessed on Saturday night into something <laughs> a bit more familiar and, you know, to get a, a win against Frio? Contest through the midfield. I've, I know I've said it every time I've been on here, but Frio are very much a midfield-oriented side with... Brayshaw. Brayshaw is in ripping form this year. They've got obviously Mundy's been Mundy's been doing well. Just doesn't seem to slow down. Their midfield is is the main place that they generate a lot of their scores from, and it comes from um, Sean Darcy. Like he is a fantastic ruckman, extremely underrated. I'd say, like for me, like he's very much a more athletic version of Nank and. That's a dangerous combination with that aggression, that strength, but but also the mobility. So I definitely think we're going. Our midfield is going to be tested. I definitely think that we need to be ready for that that onslaught because we can't get jumped like we did against North's midfield. Because let's be honest, they they dominated us. Um, Gold Coast midfield dominated us. Um, it's it's the same issue week in week out where. A lot of the sides now have, have started loading up on their midfield, especially with the 6-6-6 rule now, where if you can get that clean ball out of the middle, it sets you up for so many things going forward. So I definitely think that we do need to be a lot more defensive-oriented against um, against Freya. And it also puts someone on fucking Fife. I mean, the amount of times where we just let that man run free, even though he's not in the greatest form, but if I swear that we see Fife get another three Brownlow votes against us, it's definitely something that I'm, I'm gonna gonna rage at because you don't get beaten by the devil, you know. And Fife has torn us to shreds every time he's played us. I'd say over the last seven or eight years, it's almost an automatic lock for three votes against us. And it's one of those ones where I do think we need to bring someone like Ross in. I definitely think Ross is, would make a massive difference. Um, yeah, I, I do think we need to, to shore up our midfield. Yeah, yeah good call to man up Monday as well, Lady Hawkeye. For the love of God, yeah. if the game's even remotely close, put the whole team on him. I don't care. <laughs> we can't have that happen again. Yeah, look, for me, this is like I'm worried about this game because they've got a really high quality midfield, they've got quality in, in their back line isn't the best, but they've got but they've got good, um, good footballers, emerging footballers. 
the forward line worries me, mate. If our back line, but that's our strength is our back line. Even though uh, we're leaking goals because of the lack of midfield, I reckon offence leads into defence, defence leads into offence. So if one's not working, it'll affect the other. But we're just going to make sure we're playing Richmond football if we can if we can, if we can contain their midfield like we did against Geelong, right? We can contain their midfield and then work to our strength by getting that ball forward, getting that ball forward. We'll be in a good chance to win this game. We're not out of it um, at all, but we've got to we've got to get these boys into form. We've got to get them into form. Um, what my worry is is if that we go out in the first quarter, we kick something like one five, one four. It's really going to set the tone for the rest of the game. But in saying that, if we get, they're going to be hurting. Um, <coughs> they'll come out to prove a point, and what a better way to restore some pride is beating a top four side. Right, so and it's here. They don't travel well here. Uh, that marble though, them. which is a bit disappointing. Yeah, which, but... yeah, which is, which sucks balls. Is it a Friday night? Did you say? Yeah, Friday yeah. night. And I think what you said there, Tiggs, having to beat a top four side is spot on. Like we haven't, we've, we've struggled to beat anyone in the eight, let yeah. alone the four. Um, if they want to actually show themselves and the yeah. support that this that they think this season is still alive and they can still have an impact. They've got to put in a good effort this week against Frio and show that they can turn it around, they can learn. Um, look, I know a week's a long time in football, and we know that our, our best is good enough to beat most teams. It's just unlocking that magic to be able to to get it out there and happening for four quarters. And you're right, their midfield's scary. Five, even Will Brody, Caleb Sarong, um, Brayshaw Acres, like they, they run deep and they run hard, they're skilled, and it's an area we could definitely get exposed. Um, what about their forwards, though, Grok? Tabana, Lob, Darcy's going to wander down there at some point. Yeah. If, if, if Gibkiss is out with the shoulder, yeah, um, we I don't know whether we're a little bit stretched. I mean, you would you would have to say that Bob has to play down back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lob, Lob is the main one. Lob has been in ripping form over the past couple of weeks, and Tabana is no slouch either. Tabana usually plays reasonably well against us. Anyway, he's one of those... Very much like the Travis Cloak, you'd always back him in for a good game against us, like no matter how he plays against anyone else. And Tabana is that player who's come a long way in the last three or four years and probably one of the, the most underrated key key forwards in the league right now, Tabana. He's got a great set of hands. Kicking is a little iffy. It's his only downside. But, yeah, our back line is going to be stretched. Obviously, Lob is 200 and six or something centimetres, big lad. Tabiner himself is a very big boy. Griffin Logue, who's playing down there, is another one who's 195, 196. Um, so they, they're playing the three tools down there. But the thing is, all three of them are extremely mobile. They all like to run and lead, and that's something that we do generally struggle with is those bigger forwards who, who are mobile. So it's definitely something that we're going to have to be wary of. And I definitely think... We have to play Bolter back. Bolter has to play back with his his athleticism. He needs to take either Tabana or or Lob. He's, he needs to be able to be the one that gets up high enough to give the, give the spoil to Lob or or match Tabana on the lead. Um, yeah, it's sort of tricky because they've also got some pretty exciting small forwards in in Liam Henry. They've got uh, Michael Frederick. Uh, Walters, they've they've got quite a few. So we need to get that balance right. We can't go in too short, but we can't go in too tall because they absolutely will tear us apart. Their their forwards uh, are solid if they get the the ball that their midfield is giving them. So yeah, I definitely think that uh, Gibkus being out. I don't think we bring another defender in. I do think we bring Bolter back, and I think that frees up us bringing someone like a stack or someone like that to come in, even a Ross oh, or somewhere, something. Wouldn't, wouldn't mind yes. Mansell having a crack. But I do think our, in terms of our back line, our midfield and our forward line, I do think our back line is probably the most solid aspect, even though we're sco- getting scored heavily against. I do think we need to reinforce either our forward line or our midfield against Freo. What about you, Tix? Who's coming in? We've obviously heard today that there's no Dusty, no Lynch. They're, they're still not right. And yeah, the gift is probably a bit of an assumption. Um, Stack might be available. I would say they would err on the side of caution. But uh, I, reckon Ross, who, I, reckon, I reckon it's got to be Ross, if he's depending on his knee, has to come in. 
Uh, I like one of the uh, audience put down that you need a pure midfield against a pure midfield. So, you know, we've got Sonzi, he's a, he's a pure mid. You get Prestia, pure mid. You've got Cochin, pure mid, and add Ross in a pure inside role. Um, I reckon we need to – one thing with Frio, which we've shown against when we have played them, they've generally been close games for large chunks of it, then someone will break out. Um, one thing that does trouble Frio and the losses that they've had is speed. Does trouble Frio. Um, they've got, you know, Brayshaw's a quality player, but he's not. He's a medium paced. They've got a lot of one pace players within that centre centre midfield. So Brody we need to exploit it. Yeah, so we need to exploit it. So I would go for Banks. I would go for a player like Banks. We've got Marlon Pickett on one wing. I reckon we'll go to Banks. You know what, Banks? You this is your wing. Go for it. You or Hugo, give him a license and put Banks in half back flank. Um, <coughs> or bangs the forward pocket. We just need to get in a, a, a couple of rotations. No arts, no Castagna. Let's, those two spots, let's load them up with speed. Um, and that will give us, I think, a little bit of an edge. I'm not too worried about their forwards versus our back line. Funny enough, Fife is a new dynamic. But one thing with it, the way that they enter forward, we, we're pretty good against a lot to chop out the lead mark type game. We Historically, are quite good because we do have a zone off defence. Um, that's naturally how Frio plays. Um, so I reckon we're going to be right. But for me, my real major concern is if our midfield drop off. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, Morris Rowley, Juddy, that's exactly the point. I don't care which name that you put him in, put a couple of speedy players in. Um, but for me, my worry is if our midfield drops concentration at all, um, we'll get split open and we get split open pretty quickly because one thing Frio does do um, when they're on, on prey, they don't go to the pockets. They go directly down the guts, uh, and that's my concern. Uh, I reckon Short's been coached a bit against. He, he, he's supposed to be a defensive sweeping mid, and he's getting caught out a fair bit. He got caught out on the weekend. Um, I hope he, you know, tidies up on that. But, look, um, if we want to play finals, we win the game. That's as simple as it is to me. It's, what we've, the team that we've got is good enough. It's the what for me. I won't accept what, I'll be just not informed. Rest Hitch, I'll probably put him what, as the sun on. What's everyone's view on Edwards, his season and how it's going? And I haven't changed since bloody round four, round five, when I identified this is not the this is not the Edwards that I've seen. Um yeah. he's he's supposed to only be playing I my personal opinion. He's a perfect sub for me. Just put him on when there's an injury, so hopefully he plays like 15 minutes a quarter, and he can do all his creative, use all of his energy in the one burst. He has – he's cooked. And which it kills me to say he's still got his brilliance about him and he'll do some brilliant things because you don't lose ability. You don't lose talent. You just use the – you lose the ability to, to execute on that talent as consistently as you could when you're in your prime. Um, I reckon let's conserve him. Um, Five-minute burst. He's like Kochin. We've got so many like that. Kochin's another one. Should be, you know, five minutes per quarter, if at all. Um, you know, so yeah, I'd bet you. Yeah. I I think there's been a little bit of a of sentimentality with Titch in that if he had been, say, 27, 28 games from 300, I doubt he he's played all the games that he has this year. But I think the fact now that there's this season hasn't really had too many good news stories for us in regards to how the season's played out. I do think Titch playing 300 is a massive thing for the club, especially with our Indigenous culture and everything. So I do think that's probably going to play a part in terms of just boosting morale a little bit in terms of loading up for finals, sort of like with, we, we did with Dusty when he signed um, in 2017, where we waited. We knew he'd signed, but waited that two or three weeks to announce it where we'd get that massive sort of emotional surge of energy out of it, that momentum. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that that Shedder playing 300 probably been carried in a few games. He has been drop-worthy in quite a few of them this year, but at the same time, I think he's had the runs on the board and deserves to go out on his time. I just think that based on this year, uh, I don't think he should be going on next year. But he deserves to get the 300. He deserves yep. it. He's a must. I don't care about his form. Yep. He has to get to 300. 
And to this point, Lady uh, Hawkeye, that preseason game against Hawthorne, watching that, I thought, holy shit, Edwards has gone to another level this year. He was unbelievable. I know it's only preseason, but he was phenomenal. And that gave me really great hope. But um, yeah, look, I- I'm happy for him to get to 300. He's done a hell of a lot for our club. Um, and I think he deserves the recognition and the accomplishment. Um, but I-, I do think the sub role could actually be more beneficial for him. Just so, yeah, with his spurts, he's still got the class. But you know, I'm hoping that if we do happen to stumble into finals, then he, he might kind of turn it on again. Um, it's also important to have a look at our midfield this year. Just had no consistency. So Edwards hasn't had that protection of being the fourth or fifth stringer, his second mm. or third. So I think that's probably played a little bit into it as well. I mean, getting thrown in the deep end when you're, what, 31, 32 years old, having to play predominantly inside it's not exactly his greatest strong suit so bring dusty have a foot pre- have a fit prestia constantly in there have cot shoes coming back a fully fit coach that that goes a long way for edwards playing his natural game that we've seen him play over the last few few years and on lambert he was walking the boundary line after the game whatever he was limping just walking so I don't hold out any great hope for him to play much more in the, in the near future. But, yeah, I would dearly love for him to get on the park ASAP because we're, we're a much better side with him in it, but only if he's fit and able to do so. Um, Dustin Martin coming back too would, would obviously be a, be a good help too. I can't catch a break with these work PC updates. Eight minutes, I'm going to restart again. But that's all right. We're almost finished anyway. Um, all right, well, we will get a tip... Uh, including margin for this one. Grok, what are you going with? Had to be me. I I think, I hope I'm wrong, but I just think their midfield is going to overwhelm us. Um, yeah, I, I think Frio by by seven points. I think it's going to be another Gee. close game, but I just think they'll they'll get us. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Tiggs? Yeah, um, I'm backing this in. Um, I'm backing us in. I reckon we'll win by 18. I think, yeah, I think we'll win because it does because it's illogical. Like lose lose the game you shouldn't lose, and then come out and win the game that we'd probably be tipped to lose. So I reckon we'll win by, I'll say 20 points. But I'll take any four points of them. Honest, like we sort of said, if they're serious about wanting to play finals, this is make or break. They got it. They got to win. Pretty have to win every game from here out. Yeah, I know we've said that the last few weeks, but. We weren't thinking we were going to drop the North game, maybe the Gold Coast one, but it's now make or break. So we'll see how we go. Um, a rem- oh, not a reminder, but news that next Monday night from 8.30 to 9 o'clock, Ben Holland will be joining us. Uh, oh, yes. So thank you, yeah, thank you to, to Nick for awesome. organising that. So next Monday, so we've got him for half an hour. So make sure you're tuning in next Monday night, 8.30 to 9 o'clock with uh, Ben Holland will be joining us and then we'll uh, carry on doing the rest of the show as per normal. So that'll be that'll be very exciting. Uh, Kane, I'll be jumping on uh, on stream straight after this if you want to watch. So Pink Panthers, get around us playing some fall, guys. But uh, not very good to have you gentlemen on. It's um, It sucks coming onto these shows after a loss like that, but we pick up the pieces, we go again. And we'll uh, we'll see where it lands us next week. So, hold on. It, 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 it does not look good. Richmond by fifty. Yeah, very good. We'll take that. Uh, Shitfish by seventy-one. Tigers by five. Yeah, good to see some tips coming through. It's we've got to win, folks. We've got to win. There's just no no other way about it. All right, um, we will have a trade show soon. Tigs, am I correct? Yeah, we will. That? Yeah, I've got obviously I've gone with Darcy. Um, Fogarty Hills, Hopper, everyone's well known. I've been beginning of the year. Um, I've got a couple of, yeah, I've I've got some really nice tidbits. I'm not sitting on them. It's just I want to make sense of them. I want to get rid of the smoke and as much as you can this time of year. So um, in about two or three weeks, I think I'll be ready to go, mate, and it'll be a good 35 minutes. It's a fair bit. We're definitely, we're definitely, um, with. We've been at the draft heavily. I think we've gone now, okay, we've got good quality kids. This is the targets we need to hit. Let's just bring them in. Um, and that's what we're doing. So, Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Uh, thank you, to everyone, for tuning in. Make sure you do get along to Marvel on Friday night. I know it can be a bit painful on Friday nights 
uh, and the travel in. But the boys do need the support. Uh, make sure we get some good numbers there. Be nice and loud. And uh, hopefully we can get get over the line. So, all right. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Grot. Thank you, Tim. That's just quickly us by a country mile. Um, if we if we do get him to move um, again, it still it hasn't come across the line. Um, yeah, by an absolute country mile. Um, yeah, then the cats. Very good. Yeah. Watch this space. Watch this space. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for tuning in. Much appreciated. We'd love the support. No Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter, Facebook, uh, subscribe on YouTube, whatever platform you're on to help us grow. And uh, we will see you all next Monday, hopefully, after a win this time, which will be, would be nice for a change. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Thank you, guys. Till next time, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers.